You're listening to Chewing the Fat On Demand. You sure you want to be home before 7? I mean, what do you got to go home to? She's at the... Oh, never mind. I mean, she's hunting with her family. Yes, Jeffy. I want to be home before 7. I don't know why. Wife's not even home. I have to take care of the house and make sure it's clean and the dishes are done. Did she not leave yesterday? Yes. And the house isn't clean? Well, you know, 24, not even 12 hours of me by myself. Dirty is up. Because if the house isn't clean when she leaves, we need to rethink that whole. I need to have some words with her. Perhaps maybe take you through a few lessons of being a man. I'm saying. You ready? Welcome to it. This is uh, Chewing the Fat with yours truly, Jeff Fisher. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. You know, last week we talked about the lady that had a fit over the airline people who were apparently making fun of her child's name, ABCDE. And we, you know, we had quite the lengthy conversations about people and what they were naming their children. Now, earlier today, I read an article that talks about, uh, and I, for one, I'm all for ABCDE. I got no problem with that. I really don't. And I know, and really, I mean, I, 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 I named my kid Elvis before my oldest son, Elvis, before he was even born. I mean, I was calling him Elvis when he was in the womb. Yes. I believe it was not a piece of broccoli. And, uh, my, Youngest son. Yes, Maximilius, which I bet you called him Maximilius when he was also, you know, in the womb, right? Maximus. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, we had his, his. Uh, so he was a broccoli. Correct. Yeah, he was a broccoli. And uh, no, I started watching uh, Gladiator, the movie, and I fell in love with, with uh, that movie. With, uh, oh, I just love that movie. And it, uh, Russell Crowe. As Gladiator, as Maximus in the movie. And I also love the character Proximo. And uh, so we had a name picked out for Maximus. And my wife said, uh, what about, and she added Maximus to the already name that we had picked out. And I was like, yes. She was like, nah, I was just kidding. Uh, too late. So, I mean, it's Maximus and then his full name. So he's got like. I don't know, 80 middle names. They all try to print it out when they fill stuff out. It's like, no, this, those are all those are all his name. It's his middle name. He's got these names here. Uh, so I'm okay with it, right? I mean, and my daughter's middle name is a name that my wife came up with from the letters of all the people in both families that I was not allowing her to name. No, we're not na- No, we're not naming her that. No, we're not naming her that. No, no, no. So she came up with the idea to use the initials from all these people that gave her a name. Sakari. Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, now today, we get uh, the parenting website, Baby Center. And if, I mean, I get, I get alerts from them every day. Uh, the parenting website, Baby Center. Uh, recently, I released a report on baby name trends in the U.S. And, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of names that parents provide to the website each year. There's like 4 million babies born every year in the U.S. 
It seems like a lot, but then we keep hearing that baby baby output is down. So let's bump it up a little bit. Um, their list, the baby centers list, for the most popular baby names uh, is what, the, what they have found. Their findings suggest that parents increasingly inspired by the wellness movement, names related to spiritual practices like yoga and meditation, peace, harmony, hope, have risen in popularity, but this is what the one that gets me. Now, I, I can honestly say I would never name my child Kale. <laughs> I don't even want it in my house, let alone the name of a kid. All right, it's not going to happen. You can you, know, some, you want to name your kid Baby Kale? Fine with me. You go ahead. Now, as uh, the fast food and processed snacks lose appear to be losing some ground to the clean eating, you know, the, everybody's on the paleo diet. Uh, so now we've got baby names that are um, kiwi, maple, kale, hazel. Hazel's like a name from the 1800s, right? I mean, I had a, I had a, I think a great great grandma named Hazel. Clementine, another one from age sage, saffron, rosemary. Stop it. And names like saffron, sage, and hazel are also on the rise for boys. Okay. Where's Okay. I don't know. Never mind. Just ignore me. That's easy for me to do. Kids uh, grocery inspired names for uh, have been around since uh, you know, 1880s get this now we're, we're thinking it's a new thing but it really isn't what comes around you know comes back around obviously um looks like kale people have been naming their kid kale since 1962 no they haven't kale was just invented like <laughs> 10 years ago that is a lie. that a is story. bs that's what the story says so it says here that we're surprised to learn the highest concentration of little kales can be found in California. <laughs> now, it has been gaining in popularity, obviously, since 2005. But, you know, they're the first, ca- the first kale that they found was 1962. He was the only one. Or she. Kale's a good, kale can go both ways. You can quote me on that. But how about these names? Watercress. I mean, uh, radish. Oh, my little radish. Come here. Oh, that cute little radish. You are. So now uh, modern parents are trying to, you know, they all want, everybody wants to outdo each other. Uh, You know, Rolo, Emilio, Rafferty, Gray with an E. Um, Aurelio. Bartolomo, Plum, <laughs> my little Plum. So uh, then you have, and it all stems from. Look, you have people like Gwyneth Paltrow, right? She named her kid Apple. I mean, but I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't care what you name your kid, but it should work with your last name. Now I don't know if Gwyneth has a different name than Paltrow in real life that works good with Apple, but Apple Paltrow doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Uh, Gwen Stefani, her name, 
Zuma Nesta Rock. <laughs> okay, Zuma Nesta Rock. Come here. Who's a good little Zuma? You are. Pretty soon we're going to, uh, you know, it's going to be fish oil. Hello, fish oil. Come here. And then we have, uh, I, I was thinking about maybe, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll write the I'll write the jokes for you. What's your next kid? Whale fat. <laughs> oh, God, it's funny. But uh, what's his face? Uh, Frank Zappa. He was way ahead of the curve. He named his kids a uh, moon unit. And uh, what was the other one? What was the other kid's name? And he named one Diva, I think. And then he had said in an interview, I don't know, ages ago, that I would have named him Motorhead. <laughs> I mean, so it's not, you know, it's not crazy for people to be naming their kids something out of the ordinary. But please, please, just stop with the kale. I mean, maybe green bean, right? Maybe, uh, Kids are dirty, right? Kids are a little nasty, little little dirty kids. And maybe you call it uh, romaine. Um, just, I like radish, though. I think I like radish. I think I'm going with radish. Next kid. Radish Fisher. I like it. So you know that uh, PETA and I are friends. We, I, oh, man. Peter and I are, we get along so good, and uh, I love them so much. And they have a little issue with uh, words now that uh, they want phrases to be changed. And some of the phrases that they want to be changed are, you know, the old phrases, uh, kill two birds with one stone, be a guinea pig. Beat a dead horse. Bring home the bacon. Take the bull by the horns. Right? That's good stuff. Those are those are phrases that are just, I don't know. They've been around forever and people use them all the time. Uh, and it's not about actual bird killing. Or and if the horse is already dead, who cares if you beat him? But no, I, I got it. I don't. But they want you to say instead of two, instead of kill two birds with one stone, feed two birds with one scone. Stop it! Doesn't even make any sense. You're killing two birds with one stone. Is you're doing, you're accomplishing two things with one task. That's the point. Are you accomplishing? Two things with one task if you feed two birds with one scone. Yeah, okay, I guess you are. You're feeding two birds with one scone. Be the guinea pig. Be the test tube. Be the dead horse. Feed a fed horse. If the horse is already fed, you're not going to feed him. Bring home the bacon. Bring home the bagels. Ugh. Take the bull by the horns. Take the flower by the thorns. No. No. But, I mean, you can change it if you want. And people will look at you like, what? But there's plenty that they left out. I mean, uh, hogwash. Stubborn as a mule. Quiet as a mouse. 
snake bit, dirty little rat. We got a lot of phrases we got to get rid of. Man, we've got a long way to go to make PETA happy. And that's what I live for, making PETA happy. One way that we can make PETA happy is know that uh, if you eat eggs, you can't be a feminist. You can't be a true feminist. Did you know that? You're not a true feminist if you eat eggs. Elaborate, please. Being a feminist and eating eggs is no longer compatible. People for the ethical treatment of animals, our friends, who we're discussing at this time, PETA, says female reproductive rights and fertility should be respected no matter what the species. That's why the feminists need to stop eating eggs. The hand has been turned into an egg machine. I mean, she's right. The writer of this article is absolutely right. Those damn chickens have been turned into an egg-making machine. And on behalf of humans that eat eggs, thank you. I would talk to Cam Edwards, and he hasn't gotten eggs in a week. They're they're protesting. Cam, we now know that Cam has chickens that are protesting. They don't want to be just just treated like an egg machine. They need to stand. They're standing up for the systematic abuse of females of all species. I mean, that's that's good. Listen, this blog writer, Michelle Kretzer, uh, she's right. Uh, Egg farming of chickens is just like subjugation of women. Just like it. That's clear. It's 100% clear agonizing farms then what the sad point is is that farms don't really see chickens as individuals they see them as egg machines manipulated pushed beyond their biological limits just for money I don't know, it makes me hungry for eggs. All right, well, let's do a little entertainment. Now, I know those of you, a lot of you are sad because uh, Netflix uh, is canceling the Marvel shows. I know they have, uh, I think they have Jessica Jones in production, uh, but Daredevil is done, uh, which, you know, I haven't made it through the entire third season yet, but it's, you know, another great thing. Jessica Jones, I think, is in production. So you get rid of those. And, you know, people are concerned. They think that they figured they uh, canceled them because of Disney. And it's kind of a yes and no because, uh, you know, Netflix pays money. They produce the shows, but they don't own the IP. So those that belongs to, you know, Marvel Studios. So when Disney starts airing other Marvel shows tied to the films, the Marvel series on Netflix is going to be advertising for those shows, which is, you know, direct competition to Netflix. So why have that? You don't want to promote another streaming service on your streaming service. I I guess. Okay. You know, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. I know Hulu CEO, Uh, he was just quoted as saying most linear cable TV networks are going to be gone in a decade. Uh, Traditional pay TV universe of 300 plus channels is going to shrink uh, dramatically over the next 10 years. 
uh, maybe a dozen cable networks still standing in the next 10 years. Um, tremendous. Good. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that as long as I have choices. I'm all for that. No problem. And, of course, uh, the Golden Globes were uh, nominated today. The nominations were announced. Uh, the 76th annual Golden Globes Awards. Uh, the Golden Globe nominees for Motion Picture, Best Motion Picture Drama, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, If Beale Street Could Talk. That was great. I mean, I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie once. I've seen that movie once. A Star is Born. So who wins that? Black Panther? Probably Black Panther. It's going to be between Black Panther and Bohemian Rhapsody, right? So this year it's going to be between. I mean, A Star is Born in there too. You got the two musics with A Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, and then Black Panther. I don't think you go without giving it to Black Panther. Right? The world would come to an end. But I think the world would be okay if you gave it to Bohemian Rhapsody. But they might end up, see, this is where they're, it's going to get confusing because you'll end up, you'll give best picture to Black Panther, but they won't win anything else. So the actors will all be from Bohemian and A Star is Born, right? And how you get around the actor, when you get down to the actor and the director, uh, what's his face, acted and directed. Uh, a star is born, right? So they give uh, Rami best actor for playing uh, Freddie Mercury, and they give what's his face best director for Star is Born. Why can't I think of a stupid name? Gosh darn it! It's it's he's he's nominated down here for best director. Bradley Cooper. Uh, they give him best director. So he every, the, all three are covered then, right? You got them all, all three of them. You got Black Panther, you got Bohemian, and you got A Star is Born. And Lady Gaga wins for actress, right? Now, you know, maybe. Let's see. Well, let's look at our best performance in an actress. Glenn Close, the wife. Eh. Lady Gaga, A Star is Born. Nicole Kidman, Destroyer. Eh. Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Eh. Roseman Pike, A Private War. Lady Gaga wins that. I mean, you're not, I don't care. Glenn Close might be the. Hollywood elite, but I can't take her anyway. So, congratulations, you uh, you won best motion picture musical or comedy. Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, uh, Green Book. Maybe that's where they give Green Book a bone. Mary Poppins Returns, Vice. They might give Green Book a a, a bone there with best with best motion picture with musical or comedy because that's a pretty. Eh, uh, best motion picture, foreign language. Oh, these are my favorites. I watch these. Uh, Capernaum. That's Lebanon. Uh, Girl from Belgium. Never Look Away, Germany. Roma, Mexico. Shoplifters, Japan. All There's no winner in any of those. I mean, those are all tremendous movies. They're just happy to be nominated. Best performance in an actor. Bradley Cooper, uh, Sars Born, William Defoe at Eternity's Gate. I mean, I like Defoe. Lucas Hedges, Boy Erased, Rami Malek, Bohemian, John David Washington, Black Klansman. They got to give that to Rami, right? They got to give that to Rami for Freddie Mercury. Best performance by an actor, musical or comedy. 
Christian Bale, Vice, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Mary Poppins, Viggo Mortensen, Green Book, Robert Redford, The Old Man and the Gun, John C. Riley, Stan and Alley. They actually, they might give Robert, throw Redford a bone. He's like 100. He said he's going to be done acting after this movie. This was going to be his last hurrah. Give him his Golden Globe. Let him go out and say how much he hates Trump and how terrible America is that's made him a a fortune and given him a beautiful life and a great family and all this kinds of property, living out in the mountains and and being a a sex symbol and and an actor movie star, but America sucks. And let him walk off stage and they could say, yay, Robert, you're the best. You're great. We love you so much. Best performance of an actress in a supporting role. Amy Adams, Vice, Claire Foy, First Man, Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone, the, is it Favorite? Is that how they're pronouncing that, that movie? Because you got Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz from that movie, The Favorite. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role, um, Ahersha Alley, Green Book, Timothy Charlemagne, Beautiful Boy, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Sam Rockwell, Vice, Adam Driver, Black Landsman. Best director. This is where Bradley gets his. This is where Bradley gets his uh, Golden Globe for this. And this again, Golden Globes. I mean, this is just a precursor to the Oscars, right? So this, but uh, they give Bradley best director, and that's you know give Rami the best actor. And what did I say? Oh, Black Panther was the best picture, right? Best screenplay. Nobody cares. Best original score. Nobody cares. Best original song. Nobody cares. All these are great if you're involved in it. If you're involved in making these screenplays, scores, songs, they're all great. And they're a lot of work and they're tough to put together. But as far as you and me uh, sitting in the theater, it's rare unless you're sitting with um, someone like, uh, I don't know, Glenn Beck. And you're watching a movie and you're thinking, oh, that was a pretty good movie. Yes, it was, but the original score wasn't that good. I thought they could do better on the original score. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Glenn. But, you know, can we go home now? Best television series drama. Right, this is going to piss me off, I think. The Americans. <sighs> Bodyguard. I think Bodyguard on Netflix. There's so many more shows than that. Homecoming. Why? That's just because it's got what's-her-face on it. It's, she's not that good. Killing Eve. Okay. Off the top of my head. Best television series drama. On the top of my head. Walking Dead. I mean, I have to throw that on the top. All right. I mean, you can listen to the special podcast of Talking Walking Dead that I do. Yellowstone on Paramount. Tremendous series. The Sinner. I just got done watching that. Jessica Biel is tremendous. Bill Pullman is tremendous in that series. Ozark. This is Netflix. Ozark. Mindhunter. Marcella. Paranoid. Secret City. These are all Netflix series. Where are they at? Nominated. Anybody watch them? No. Amazon. They threw the one one on here. What was the Amazon? Oh, Homecoming. That's because it's got What's-Her-Face in it. The hooker from, uh, with, she played the, you know, with Richard Gere. Julia Roberts? Yeah, Julia Roberts. She's a hooker? And she played in with Richard Gere. And, uh, well, she was the Pretty hooker. Pretty woman? Yeah, yeah. 
That's her? Yes. I've never seen Pretty Woman. But that's Amazon. They gave it to her. And I've tried to get through that. I haven't made my way, been able to get all the way through that because it's just, it's tough. Have you seen Miss, uh, Mrs. Maisel? That's just released a new season, right? Of season that. two, and, then, and they got approved for season three. Yeah, the, the reviews have been really good on that. Oh, she's great. But that's Netflix, right? That's not Amazon. That is Amazon. Amazon, Amazon Prime. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, but Amazon Prime. Okay, Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton. That's Tremendous. a good one. Yes, yes. Bosch has got like seven seasons on Amazon. Sneaky it's great. Pete. Sneaky Pete. Yeah. Come on now. Goliath blows Homecoming away. Goliath has got what, two seasons? I think Blows Homecoming so, yeah. away. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. I know it's Julia Roberts. Billy Bob Thornton blows Julia away in that series. Then you go to Hulu. I'm one of my favorite Hulus. Uh, they was their separate one. Well, that was First Man, right? First Man was yeah, First Man, yeah. That's yeah. nominated in here, right? Was First Man was that was that best television? They, they were nominated for something. That's Hulu. But Hard Sun, I love that series. This but it's about eight or nine episodes. It's called Hard Sun. It's great. What's that Maiden's Tale? Is that in there? Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, is that Hulu? That's Hulu. Yeah. yeah. And that's in here too. She's she's nominated for something. Uh, what's her face? The main chick? Yeah. She's nominated for uh, uh, Best Actress, I think, or Best Television, Best Actress in a Television Series. Let's go down here. Best Television Limited Series, The Alienist. Okay. That was okay, I guess. The Assassination of Gianni Farasashi. That was okay. That wasn't bad. Um, Escape from uh, Danamora. Eh. Sharp Objects. Uh, a Very English Scandal. Stop it. Those are the, those time movies drive me crazy. Best performance by an actress in a limited series: Amy Adams, Patricia Arquette, Connie Britton, Laura Dern, The Tale, Ugh. Regina King. Seven Seconds. Seven Seconds was good. That was good. I don't know that I would put that up there. That's why they gave it to her as a best performance. She might deserve something. She might win that. She was really good. And the Regina King is great, and she was really good in that. And Seven Seconds was okay. Um, best performance by an actor, Antonio Banderas, genius, Daniel Brule, the alienist, Darren Chris, Versace, Benedict Cumberdash, Hugh Grant. Yeah, I mean, okay. Elizabeth Moss, that's her name, from uh, Handmaid's Tale. She's nominated for best performance in a television series. Um, Sandra O oh is Julia Roberts, of course. Why? <laughs> Carrie Russell of the Americans. They keep giving, that's FX. I mean, that's best performance by, I didn't even mention Ozark on Netflix, another tremendous series. The first, both seasons are great, and I believe it's been re-upped for the third season, but that first season of Ozark was tremendous, and this last season was really good, too. Um, and uh, what was the other uh, Bloodline another Netflix I mean, that, those series were great best performance by an actress in a television series Crystal Bell Candace Bergen are you kidding me Candace Bergen did you watch any of that show Candace Bergen her acting was horrific I know she's Hollywood elite I got it but I know she's been Hollywood elite for a hundred years now between her and her dad and the whole Bergen clan. But that she sucked. That scene that they promoted for the first episode when the great Hillary Clinton 
came on. That entire scene should never be seen by humans again. That's how bad it is. In fact, if you go to film school, you should say, do you want to see how not to do a scene with people who are famous and supposed to be, they think they're good? Roll the tape. And they play that scene. It's just bad. Candace Bergen. Why would they? Best performance by an actor in a television series. Sasha Baron Cohen. Boo. Jim Carrey, boo. Michael Douglas, The Kaminsky Method. I just started watching that. That's That, that, that doesn't seem too bad. That's not bad. And it's it's him and, uh, what's his face? Uh, Alan Arkin. And, uh, you know, he's an acting coach. It's pretty, it's kind of funny. It, it's, uh, it looks like it might turn into something funny. I don't know. Uh, but he's doing a good, I mean, it's, it's Michael Douglas. Daniel, Donald Glover, Atlanta. Bill Haidberry. Hey, uh, they might give that to Michael. Michael might be the man for that. Although they love Sasha Baron Cohen, and I don't know why. He's horrific. And the best supporting role, Alan Arkin, yeah, with Kaminsky. They might throw that to Alan, too. Uh, Succession, Karen Culkin, Edgar Ramsey for Sashi, Ben Wieschel. They, oh, and Winkler, Henry Winkler for Barry. They might throw him a bone for that, too. Yeah. Okay. I need to be a part of this nominating process. I don't shake your head and look like you're cockeyed at me. Like, what are you talking about? I know more about these shows than these stupid Golden Globe people on my half asleep rolling out of my bed. But you're nobody. Who's going to listen to you? Was that off the air? No. Well, on that note, let's go to the break room. Drop soda on my computer. I need, I need a towel. Can't be on the keyboard, dude. No, don't rub. Don't rub. Just soak. Don't rub. Don't rub. Don't soak. <sighs> if I ruin another computer, then <laughs> okay. All right, we're good. It wasn't wasn't that much Coke Zero on the keyboard. It was all around it. Whew. Do you know our IT man, head of the IT department, will probably kill me. If I go to him and say, hey, you know those last uh, three computers that you've given to me? I need a fourth one. Uh, it's going to be get your own from now on, Fat Man, is what it's going to be. So while we were, now that we're in the break room, we've done cleaned up. We've spilled all over. It's amazing when you go to the break room and you spill stuff, you got to clean it up yourself. You can't You can't just leave it. That's if you do something like that in a break room at work and you don't clean it up yourself, you've got a problem. I mean, you're supposed to clean up after yourself. You're an adult. You're an adult. Clean up after yourself. These are the same adults that may leave things in the toilet in the public restrooms, too. So those are the same people that need to be fired. If you leave something in the toilet at the, in the, at the work restroom... Or you leave a mess in the work break room, you should be fired. Those two are fireball offenses in my world. I'm, I'm almost not joking. Those two are darn near fireball offenses. Now, the bathroom thing, there might have been a flushing problem with the toilet, so it could have been, might not have been your fault. The whole cleanup thing in the break room, no. No, 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 no. You can clean it up. You can clean it up yourself. Because a robot's not going to be around to clean it up. Now they're going to be around at Walmart 
We've got robots coming to Walmart. 360 floor-scrubbing robots are coming to the stores by the end of this coming January. They're putting people out of work. Now, I say good. As long as they stay, you know, (laughs) stay in the lines. You start getting crazed floor-mopping robots going everywhere. You're in trouble. Like what happened at Amazon today. I mean, uh, 24 workers sent to the hospital after the robot accidentally unleashes bear spray. Is that like skunk spray? Is that like deer urine spray? It's like mace. Sometimes I ask questions I don't need answers. All the workers are expected to be released from the hospital uh, sometime today within the 24 hours. The official official investigation said an automated machine accidentally punctured a nine-ounce bear repellent can. Okay, Okay, so it punctures a can. And 24 people... Uh, 24 people go down? No way. That's somebody in the warehouse going, there's bear spray. Oh, I'm sick too. Oh, I'm sick too. Amazon. Oh, oh, Amazon, you owe me money. I'm sick too. Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to rescue Millie from the bear spray aisle. And then I'm hurt too. No way. 24 people at this warehouse got hurt from one little can of bear spray. That's like dropping a uh, one of those light bulbs that are banned at a Home Depot and they've got to shut down and call the hazmat team. No. Just sweep it up. Just sweep it up. I can't take it. Oh, no. There's mercury in it. Yeah. And sweep it up and throw it away. I'd be so angry if I was a Home Depot manager and they somebody did that because you have to, right? I mean, you have to, at that time if you're the Home Depot manager, unless you're there and you just sweep it up and shut up, you got to follow their procedures and shut everything down and bring it in. Oh, agonizing. We've got to talk. I've, I've got all kinds of stories to talk to you about today. I've got Ariana Grande saying that. Uh, you know, music is just so much harder on women, the music industry. Um, and I want to tell you exactly her quote, but I have to answer a few questions to find, to get to the web page that has the questions. I don't want to answer your stupid questions. I just want to see the story. All right. Anyway, let's see if it makes me answer. Oh, okay. It's good. I checked out of it. It took me to a makeup page, and then I can get back to it. Excellent. Ariana Grande has criticized, by the way, just as a side note, you web pages that make people do that. It's very frustrating. Very frustrating. Just let me, just let me read the story. And you newspapers that are dying on the vine, those of you that are giving me, you're on three of four free views this month, and it's day one of the month. So the rest of the month, I have to go, you're at your limit. You need to subscribe. I'll tell you a secret. I'm not going to subscribe to the Boise Times. I'm not going to subscribe to Davenport Daily. Okay? I'm going to find the story somewhere else. So if you want my page views and want my clicks and want me to look at your advertisers, you're not winning winning me over by letting me watch 
read two or three stories and then you've reached your limit. Not going to happen. So Ariana Grande has criticized the music industry for holding women to a higher standard than their male counterparts. Shut up. She was named the magazine's Billboard magazine's Woman of the Year. She said it's so easy for men to become successful. Is it? Oh, you stupid Is little. Is it, Ariana? Come on. Didn't she do thank you next or baby thank yes. you and shard it for like 10 million it's days? The biggest streaming. Top one. Yes. And she got everything and she has changed him. Shut up. Shut up. Thank you. They're unable to accept the fact that women are a million things and not just two. You can be adorable and brilliant. You can be friendly and silly and yet strong and indestructible. You can be professional and present and also sexual and fun. Yeah. So? We got it. I I think we've told her to shut up enough. And for those of you exercise uh, fans, and you know me, (laughs) I mean... When you think of me, you think of exercise. Uh, Peloton, the uh, Soul Cycle uh, machine—you know, the bicycle that has the, has the—you log into online, you take the classes with the screen in front of you, and yes, you, I saw them at the mall. Yeah, so you, cool. You bike, you bike all over the yeah. world and stuff. And people who have them think they're the coolest thing ever. Well, they are. People who have them think they're the coolest thing ever. They are. Well, they now have more U.S. customers than SoulCycle. Uh, they're leading. They're selling like crazy. Uh, the the Pel- Peloton uh, bicycle craze, the spinning craze. Um, I would say have fun. Have fun. <laughs> I mean, but they've made some. They've made some pretty big stars out of some of the. Uh, some of the bicyclists, the spinners that take you take classes from, and I know that. You're right. You say they're the coolest. I know that people that have them, and I, and I mean this, think they're just, you know, the end, the end of all ends of spinning. Yeah, the bougie people. Those but, are the bougie people. Well, you ain't lying. <laughs> Seriously, bougie people, man. Seriously. All right, we've got to talk about uh... the train. Yes, we have Let's to go. talk about George W. Bush's transportation. And this week-long novella of his death. And it, this never-ending trip to be buried. And we've got to talk about... I know we're honoring this man. I know I understand he was a great man. We had just Let me play a little music or something. I'm going to take a drink and make sure I got all the soda wiped up off my keyboard. And then we'll talk about... The ride. <sighs> okay. So it's been the George H.W. Bush novella for the past few days. And today it's coming to an end, I think. Um, we've, we've, we've had him travel from Houston to the airport, flown to Washington, D.C., travel from the plane to the rotunda, to Lyon State, travel to the church, wait for the funeral, 
flight for the proceedings, travel back to the airport, get on the plane, fly back to Houston, wait until the next morning, travel to the train station, get on a train, travel 70 miles through Texas, go to College Station, travel from the train to the burial plot to go to be buried on the family plot. A, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And the people that came out to see the train go by in Texas, I mean, traffic was stopped. Fire departments were together with their ladders high with hangs, flags flying over the overpasses. Uh, people were along the sides of the road. People were along the tracks all along. The train was going by. They were waving. You know, the family was on the train. We saw the special. I saw. I watched a special uh, little thing about the train and what what a special train it was and how much they meant to it and how the paint job and the special car that HW was on and the cars that the family was on, the car that with the press was on, the car the friends with friends were on, and it was all, they all had special names after big events around the country. And this was the last big train, funeral train, since uh, Eisenhower in the 60s. And I just want to, you know, I, bless his heart, rest his soul. He was a good man. Who's paying for it? They didn't paint that train. And they didn't come up with all that train. With all the different train cars and putting them together and painting them. And they all had their special. There was a dining car and a resting car and a freaking library car and every damn other car. They had a special engineer and a special engine for all the power. And I love trains. I do. Life in the train age, baby. I love it. I just want to know who's paying for it. And who's paying for it? I mean, we, we know that we, we're paying for... Uh, Air Force One, right? Air Force One went to Houston, back to D.C., back to Houston, and then back to D.C. And you know, Air Force One, I don't know if you know this or not, just doesn't hop in the air for 20000 I mean, it takes some money to get that thing off the air. It takes that money to start that thing up, let alone, let alone fly that thing around, which I'm okay with if it's the president. And we and 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 the the God hate fearing, mongering, mongering and hate Donald Trump, sent the plane. Did the right thing, went to the funeral, paid his respects to the man. I know you want to still hate him. I know you want to still say it's the first time in years when a sitting president hasn't spoken at a former president's funeral. So. Whatever he would have said, you would have hated anyway. He didn't even like the way he shook hands and said hello to Barack and Michelle. He didn't even like the way that, oh, did he snub the Clintons or did the Clintons snub him? It was a funeral. That's they were, it wasn't like it was general seating. It wasn't first come, first serve. This is where you're sitting. You sit here, a former president, that's where you sit. Hello. And they were sitting in order. Yes. And you looked at it. Yes. They were, they were sitting they, in order. I know. And, and, and by the way, when Trump sat down and said hello to Barack, he had his wife, then Barack, then Michelle, then Bill, then Hillary, 
decorum. I'm sorry, I, I can't have you that. You forgot Jimmy Carter and his wife. You can't forget him. If they were on the end, I don't even. I didn't even see him. They were there. You do not. You have to speak about Jimmy Carter. He was there. All right, Jimmy. So it was Clinton, Jimmy. Clinton, Jimmy, and his wife. All right, fine. I honestly didn't see Jimmy. I knew he was. I, see I knew he was there. No, shut up. But who cares about him? Oh, stop it. He's building homes for humanity. He's flying around the country, bashing the United States, saying how bad we suck. Screw him. You too, Hillary. You too, Bill, come to think of it. You too, Michelle. As a matter of fact, all of you get out of my row. <laughs> that would actually, actually would have been funny to see. But no, that didn't happen, did it? No. And, by the, and, and courtesy, at any event like that, you may actually nod. Or, you know, acknowledge, which, you know, it wasn't Hillary wasn't going out of her way to acknowledge Bill or acknowledge Don. Or she Bill. doesn't go out of his or way Bill. to you acknowledge had it right. Bill. You either. Had it right. <laughs> so he said hello to Michelle and Barack. Gave Barack the handshake, Michelle, a quick handshake. He's not leaning any farther than that. All right. You don't though. If you, you don't lean No, you there. don't. You don't. And if they really wanted to go out of their way to shake his hand, they would have stood up. And reached down over like that. But that wouldn't have been called for either because it's a funeral. You're not there to glad hand. You're there to pay your respects. Now, that having been said, this whole novella thing with HW, I just want to know. I want to see the I want to see the price breakdown. We better have that tomorrow. In fact, it might be out today. I just haven't found it. But I mean there's we had a 70 mile train trip. We closed. How many roads did we shut down for this thing? If I'm driving in the in the Houston, uh, Austin College Station neck of the woods today, it's a nightmare. I want to call my son so bad. I'm going to call him on the way home tonight because I want to know if he got caught in any of it. Because if he did, if he did, I can guarantee you his words aren't going to be, "Oh, it's okay. It was for the president." guarantee you if those are not going to be oh that was the presidential's train that hogged my traffic and left me stuck for two hours oh that's okay then people were waving as the train went by they had the family car the one why were they waving jeffy why were they waving the, the people on the train paying their respects to the president they're waving at the president He's dead. I'm guessing he didn't wave back. So why the wave back? And then uh, they had the family in the 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 one car that had the circle top. You know, that's where they the get dome? to sit up there. Yeah. yeah, that's that's those are chairs. And are they watching? They're not looking. They better not be absolutely. They better not be looking. They're reading the damn food cart or the damn library. Not a food cart. It was a dining cart. Dining friend. cart. Yeah. yeah so they better be in one of those. I want them to use every single damn cart. <laughs> Ten cart. For a funeral. Now when they they, use them all. I watched the video of the, the train, and they didn't show the cart, the, the car that had W in it, because they had, they had his casket in the one train car, and it was open. So you could see the casket, and they had the soldier there guarding it, which was, I mean, it was cool. But I did see a shot from inside of that car that showed the casket, the soldier, and the look outside, you know, as where the train was passing by. It's really cool. And, it, you know, it... I know it was for the president. I know. I know. 
rest his soul, bless his heart. And I know that I know that money isn't supposed to be an issue in something like this, right? Yeah, that's what the funeral directors tell you. All right, just to, so you have to upgrade the coffin. I know, I know it's important, and we're sorry for your loss. And some of these are very pricey, I know, but right now, do you really want to worry about money? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Mom is going to be just as happy in the... Uh, in the blue $5,000 coffin rather than the hue $25,000 coffin. Uh, I just want to know who's paying for it. I want to know who, I mean, we had the planes, we've had the rides, we've had, hey, how many cars? The caravan. Holy cow. Caravan. And you know, by the way, the whole family and friends taking the train to College Station to where they're going to be buried. You know they brought the, the entire entourage of autos along to drive from the train to the burial site and then back home and then back to the train and back here and back there. I just, I just, want, the, I just want the total cost. And you know they're not going to break down gas and break down any of that. So I don't want, I'm not heartless. It just seems like we did an awful lot for this man and i'm just wondering when the next one goes say jimmy carter just off the top of my head let's just say it's jimmy carter uh or let's just say it's bill clinton uh one of those two are going to be the next president to go right unless there's a horrific accident but uh, lifespan, one of those two is going to be the next to go. Are we going to get the novella for them, too? Uh, well, I think the only one out of that group that gets a novella bigger than that is uh, Barack Obama, if something were to happen out of the ordinary. If he has a you know freak heart attack or it gets in an accident, something bad happens, he's the only one. They'll, they'll have, we'll have a month novella for him. And, you know, okay, but are we going to spend all the money we spent on HW for Jimmy Carter? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. And if we do, I want to know who's paying for it. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Email me if you have any problems chewing the fat at the blaze.com you can follow me on twitter at jeffy mra facebook and instagram jeff fisher radio and you can also remember to just every if you communicate hashtag it with chewing the fat and when you rate and review it after you subscribe i know you got a busy life i know you're busy so just i'll make it easy for you you just rate it 20 stars you review it best podcast ever and you're done and we're good have a good night Oh, 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 oh,